The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense answers back with one of their best performances of the season. That and more on this live episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com on Twitter at JayArko underscore Bucks. And now you can join the Locked On Bucks Insiders, where you get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. I'm always excited to welcome new insiders to the club and have had some really great inter- interactions with Bucks fans already that go beyond this show. Join Locked On Bucks Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Bucks to sign up. And of course, we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and our every livers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's episode, we are going to have the biggest takeaways and game balls being handed out. That's coming up a little bit later, but let's start with the biggest moments. Actually, real quick, let's start with the chat. For those of you watching, you will saw that I started laughing during the intro, and that was because of Adam Davies in the chat saying it didn't snow in Vermont. That's right. The Yeti Derek Henry was completely shut down. I will talk more about that here in a little bit, but the biggest moment in this game was Rashad White's 43-yard catch and run for a touchdown. Now look, the Buccaneers on their opening drive started to look good for some inexplicable Jameis Winston-inspired reason. Baker Mayfield threw it into triple coverage to Devin Tompkins of all players, and the pass was intercepted at the one-yard line. After that, the Bucs following two possessions were bad, very, very bad. They had six plays and gained just six yards over those two possessions. But then on that third drive, they had a couple of runs with Rashad White sprinkled in. He had a 15-yard pass to Mike Evans, a 16-yard pass to Mike Evans, and then the screen pass to Rashad White that got things kick-started, and it was perfectly played by the Buccaneers. They allowed the pressure to close in on Baker Mayfield and get those blockers out there for Rashad White. Mayfield, with perfect timing, dumps it off, an easy catch for Rashad White. Then the blockers do their jobs, and as he has done week after week over the course of the last month or so, Rashad White was able to make play, make a play in space with his legs, and it led to a huge 
scoring play for the Bucks. And as I mentioned, he continues to make plays in space while this rushing attack is still faltering a little bit. And he has been, he being Rashad White, has been a huge part of this Buccaneers passing attack over the course of the last month. And that play gave the Buccaneers a 7-3 lead before the half. And really, it set the tone for the rest of the game. That was the Buccaneers' longest scoring play of the season. 43 yards to Rashad White on a little dump off that turned into magic. I do want to talk about some other key moments in this game. And I see some of you in the chat talking about them already. Uh, I will talk plenty more about this particular guy, but one of my other biggest moments was Devin White's sack on second and six in the second quarter. The Bucs were down three to nothing at the time, but that sack made it third and 12. The following play, the Titans gained 10 yards, so they come up two yards shy of moving the sticks for a first down, and Nick Folk has to come on to attempt a 51-yard field goal that he absolutely shanked in an atrocious fashion. That wasn't even close. I could have gotten that close to a 51-yard field goal. It was short. It was wide. It was bad, and that kept the Buccaneers' defense hot. That got the Buccaneers offense sparked a little bit and all of a sudden things started working out. Uh, things started working out pretty well for the, uh, the Bucks. the Kalijah Cansey hit of Derek Henry for a three yard loss on second and goal. Another huge play that forced Levis to have to drop back and pass on third and goal from the 10 yard line. And as the Bucks did for much of this game, they got pressure on Levis forced a bad pass. In the end, the Titans have to settle for a field goal instead of the touchdown, which kept that gap wide enough to keep it a two-score game. The Buccaneers will go on to add another field goal to make it a two-touchdown, two-extra-point lead. But that was a huge play by the rookie, Kalijah Kansi. Let's talk about Antoine Hinfield Jr. He gets a big interception, and again, it was Devin White who got the pressure on Will Levis on that play. So Levis throws up a wounded duck. Winfield has a can of corn. Boom. Drops right into his breadbasket. And the Bucs didn't score despite the solid field position. However, they ended a Titans drive that looked like it could have ended in some level of points. And they ran another minute 20 off the clock while forcing Tennessee to burn two of their timeouts. All of that put together was huge, especially forcing Tennessee to use up some of those timeouts. And then finally, another big play by the defense. Yaya Diaby sacks Will Levis on third and 10 with a little under four and a half minutes left. At that point, the Buccaneers led 20 to six, and the Titans were in Bucs territory, but Diaby's sack moved the titans from the buccaneers 39 to the buccaneers 46 forced them to go for it on fourth and seven in 17 instead of something that could have been more along the lines of fourth and five fourth and three on on a decent positive play by the titans instead it really put them in an absolute no-win situation barring a, a flag of some sort and as a result the Buccaneers get the turnover on downs, were able to run more of the clock off and essentially end the game. Uh, the Titans did get the ball back one more time, but there was too little time and too much ground to make up at that stage 
for the Titans to be able to come back. So Diaby with a huge sack there towards the end of the game. I do want to jump over to the chat real quick before we move on. David in the chat says Rashad White equals wide receiver number three. He's certainly playing like it right now and the utilization of him in the passing game, even though it's the short dump off passes, they are always resulting in positive plays. Rashad White has no problem catching the ball and then making a play with his feet. And one of the things that I really love about the way that they're utilizing Rashad White is Rashad White's mentality on these plays. It's real easy for some of these running backs. We see it across the league week after week on these short dump-offs to take their eyes away from the ball, looking to see where defenders might be coming from, what kind of yardage they can gain. Instead, Rashad White makes sure that he secures the ball, then allows his athleticism to take over and make plays in space. You, uh, you absolutely love to see stuff like that. We got Mike in the chat saying Levante David made Henry curl up in the fetal position. That big hit took the fight out of him. If I would have told you on Friday that Rashad White would have more rushing yards in this game than Derrick Henry, you all would have told me that I was absolutely insane and uh, would have petitioned to have me kicked off of this show for my sheer delusions. But in the end, that's ultimately what ends up happening is that Rashad White outrushes Derrick Henry in this ball game, And really, that's a big part of why the Buccaneers were able to win. Coming up next, we are going to be talking about, about the biggest takeaways from the Bucs' 20-6 win over the Titans. That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, or theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You may be in the market to find hockey tickets again when the Lightning come to town since last time you went, they decided to not play in the third period. Or you'd rather look for something that isn't going to disappoint you, like tickets to go see the Foo Fighters, Blink-182, Hootie and the Blowfish, or your favorite musical artist next year. Either way, Game Time is the app to use for whatever event you'd like to see. On top of last-minute deals, Game Time also has flash deals and zone deals with easy-to-find tickets for every kind of event in your area. Plus, you can see the view from your seat that you're looking to buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive. And with Game Time's best price guarantee, if you find tickets in the same section and row for the same event for less, they're going to give you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed.
Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every day, make sure you are coming back tomorrow as David Harrison is going to have plenty of reaction to the Buccaneers win. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On YouTube channel with hosts Tanitra, Jarvis, and Kyle who break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, you get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anybody else. So find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Sean in the chat says, James, Chase Edmonds still isn't wearing cleats. I didn't see any slip and falls from him. I saw some, some bad blocking on uh, on one of his runs. He had a couple of decent gains. One of them was negated by a holding penalty, but... Nothing egregious this time around, so I think maybe he got a little bit better spikes. Would still like to see him with a little bit more explosiveness, though. But let's talk about some of the biggest takeaways from this game. And my first takeaway, it's probably the same you know, big takeaway that all of you have, and it's that the defense got the response that they needed following that Houston game. This was a huge game for Devin White. Consistent pressure solid tackling, made big plays all day. We need more of that out of Devin White. I'm going to talk more about Devin White coming up later. But not not all of his plays, especially not all of his big plays, are going to show up in the stat sheet. A lot like the way David and I have talked about Vita Vea in the past, his impact went beyond the stats, went beyond the box store box score and Devin White had a huge impact on this game Levante David is absolutely unreal uh Henry got nothing going all day long and Levante David was a big reason why and it started off early in the game Derrick Henry's first four carries went for negative four yards he had negative rushing yards in the first quarter I think he ended with negative rushing yards in the fourth quarter the Bucs absolutely shut him down. The one thing that I will say is that this team needs to have some tip drills. They missed numerous interceptions because of bobbled balls that fell incomplete. They could have had a record-setting day of interceptions if they had been able to hold on to the ball instead of dropping them. I know Jamel Dean had one. I know Dee Delaney had a couple of them. Antoine had one. A lot of dropped interceptions. This could have, for as much of how last week is going to end up being a career day for C.J. Stroud, this could have been the most unforgettable game of Will Levis's career if the Bucs secondary had been able to hold on to the ball. Uh, one of my other biggest takeaways is the mental toughness. And specifically, I'm going to talk about Mike Evans' mentality. He had two horrendous drops one on third down and then one where he was wide open in the end zone that I chalked up on Twitter as being the second worst drop I have seen in Mike Evans career second only to that one against the Carolina Panthers last year that really set the tone for that game I did see someone in the chat uh, David in the chat said that Mike said in his press conference his drop in the end zone was because that he was thinking of of which fan he wanted to give the ball to. Got to keep your head in the game, Mike. You got to secure the ball. Just like Rashad White secures the ball before he looks for a defender, you need to secure the ball before you look for what fan is going to get that ball after you bring it in. And then just the mental toughness 
of the offense in general. They didn't panic after the interception or the two bad drives that followed. They were rewarded with a big drive and a big play out of Rashad White, and then they continued to be able to move the ball relatively well. Again, some self-inflicted wounds with some penalties, some bad drops, but they didn't let it shake them, and they didn't let it snowball into something that could have been much, much worse. One of my other big takeaways is not really a positive, but I have to talk about it. I'm really frustrated with this team's usage of Chris Godwin. He only had six targets in this game. He has to get the ball in his hands more. Cameron Brait talked about it on the Blitz on 10 Tampa Bay with Evan Klosky and David Shealy on Sunday morning. The offense needs to go through Chris Godwin, and he's just not getting enough usage. He's averaging less than seven targets per game. That's his fewest since 2018 when he was getting just 5.9 targets per game. Chris Godwin is a guy that makes plays, extends drives, and gets big touchdowns, period. That's who Chris Godwin is. He is the most sure-handed wide receiver on this football team, and he's not getting enough usage. Even with Evans' bad drops in this game, Godwin's target share did not increase at all. It worked out because Evans was still able to have a massive game, was still able to get a score, but Godwin is not involved enough. Canales, Baker, Godwin, they all need to get together and figure out how to get Godwin more involved. Finally, uh, another big takeaway, and this is something that I talked about. If you go back to my live post-game reaction episode following the loss to the Texans, I said if the Buccaneers are going to stay alive in the division, in the playoff race, in this season, it had to start with a win against the Tennessee Titans. Well, the Bucs get the win. The Saints lose. So the Bucs are only a half game behind for first place pending the Falcons' result. As we are recording this, the last I saw, I believe the Cardinals had just taken a lead against the Atlanta Falcons, but then there was a flag on the play, so I didn't really see what happened there. But you take a look, and next week, the Buccaneers are probably going to be losing to the 49ers, who absolutely thrashed the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then something else that I talked about is that after that Niners game, even if they fall to four and six, you get the Colts, you get the Panthers, you get the Falcons. This Bucs team can string together some wins while simultaneously gaining ground in the division before they face the Jacksonville Jaguars, then get the Panthers and the Saints, and you can continue to make up that ground within the division and get yourself some separation. So this game was the catalyst, and the defense put their stamp on it by absolutely dominating the Titans in every facet of the game. Going to jump into the chat real quick. Only Bucks fan says it's 22-17 to 17 Cardinals. So that's where we stand. For those of you listening later, as we're discussing this right now, the, uh, the Cardinals are beating the Atlanta Falcons. We'll have to see if that holds and where that leaves the Buccaneers within the NFC South race. Uh, San, San Anto Gato uh, says, so did I hear right? Trask came in and played and was on fire. Well, if you consider a kneel down on fire, then yeah, sure. Absolutely. He was fantastic. Um, we have Demon Hunter 
always reliable in the chat. Antoine is the best DB in the NFL, not just the best safety. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but Antoine Winfield Jr. is just something special. He really, truly is. I will say he is absolutely the best safety in the NFL. Best DB, probably, probably not. Um, Demon Hunter also says in the chat, Yaya has more sacks than JTS. Again, can we just make the switch and rip the Band-Aid off? Look, I, I'm not 100% down on Joe Tryon Shoyinka. I'm not. He he had some knuckleheaded penalties in this one. Twice he lined up in the neutral zone and got flagged for it. But I think his overall play, if you look at the full body of work over the course of the season, we've seen an improvement in Joe Tryon Shoyinka. He is getting more pressure. He has been able to finish plays at a more reliable clip than he has you know, over the course of his career up to this season. He's not getting the full results that you want, but we have seen improvement, so I'm not ready to cast him aside just yet. Um, Richard in the chat uh, says, James, love the show. Well, thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. Baker looks like he's putting up some pretty good numbers this year. Do you think he will be in Tampa next year? Thanks from Defiance, Ohio. Hey, hey, uh, another Ohio guy. Um, I think it's too early to talk about whether or not Baker is going to be in Tampa next year. We're going to have plenty to discuss about that because there's a lot of factors that really go into it. If the Buccaneers make the playoffs, there's obviously the possibility that Baker Mayfield comes back. It's going to depend on where they're going to prioritize their money. Obviously, Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to be a priority. Mike Evans is going to be a priority. We're not really sure if Devin, how big of a priority Devin White is going to be. On the flip side, if the Buccaneers have another three-game losing streak and it looks like Todd Bowles is fired, now you're talking about a head coaching change, probably a change in offensive philosophy that could lead to Baker Mayfield becoming a free agent because he doesn't fit into what the new regime is looking for. So it's too early to decide, but I would say right now, with the way Baker Mayfield has played, he deserves another opportunity to remain with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be their starting quarterback. Finally, we are going to be handing out some game balls to the top performers. That is coming up next here on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. The Buffalo Bills are seven-point home favorites against the Denver Broncos as the Bills look to bounce back after their loss to the Bengals last week. Give me the Bills and under the 47 and a half points. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. wrapping things up here on a post-game live reaction episode of Locked on Bucks, and it is time to hand out game balls to the top performers. I already see some of you dropping them into the chat. Real quick, Richard back in the chat says, I will be at the Colts game. It's about a three-hour drive. 
from where I'm at, I am planning on going to the uh, the Bucks Colts game, uh, waiting to hear back before it's officially official. But Demon Hunter is confident that I would get to break my streak of going to Bucks games without getting a win when I go to the Colts game. That's right. As a member of the media, I have yet to witness a Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. I've seen plenty when I've gone and sat in the stands in attendance, saw them beat Detroit, seen them beat the Bengals, saw them beat the Colts on the uh, Leonard Fournette for Tutty game. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had those experiences, but never as a member of the media have I been in attendance for a Buccaneers win. But let's get to the game balls. I want to see you guys continuing to drop those in the chat. I will get those to just in just a minute. But game ball number one, of course, goes to Mike Evans. Six catches on 10 targets for 143 and a touchdown. Overcame two absolutely horrendous drops. Look, Mike Evans is now 263 yards away from 1,000 yards. They still have eight games left, which means... If he keeps putting up like big time numbers, he's 787 away from his career high of 1,524. It's not likely, but it's possible. And at the rate that Evans is going, if he gets a touchdown a week for the remaining eight games, he's going to tie his career high of 14 touchdown receptions in a season. Mike Evans is having a fantastic year. Just secure the ball. Mike, your numbers are going to look even better if you just secure the ball. Worry about the fan after you make the catch. Game ball number two goes to Levante David. Finished with five tackles. Two of those tackles were for loss. And as we've talked about a couple of times on this show, he kept Derrick Henry in check all day long. Nearly came away with an interception. He had one of those bobbled and dropped passes that uh, that could have allowed the Bucs to get another takeaway. But even after all this time, being in the league for all these years, Levante David, still a dominant player. Game ball number three is going to go to Rashad White. All right, I was a little off on my uh, bonus bold prediction where Rashad White was going to get 129 total yards. He finished with 98 and a touchdown. Of course, that was the longest scoring play by the Buccaneers this season, and he did enough in the run game to keep the Buccaneers' offense two-dimensional. The yards per carry aren't going to reflect how solid of a game Rashad White actually had just because of those last two drives where they were running the ball into these nine, ten-player stacked boxes just trying to continue to get the clock to run, force the Titans to burn timeouts, but like I mentioned, when Rashad White has more yards and better yards per carry than Derrick Henry, you know he had a pretty solid game. And the Bucks defense did their job in shutting down Derrick Henry and forcing Will Levis to beat them, which he could not do. And finally, my last game ball, it's going to Devin White. And I have been super, super critical of Devin White this season. I think fairly so. But... I'm also the first guy, is, as you guys know, when I criticize a player, when I call out a player, I'm the first one to say that I was wrong. I'm the first one to, to give them their due when they deserve it. And Devin White more than deserves it in this one. And like I said, not everything that he did is going to show up in the stat sheet, but this was his best 
all-around game since week one against the Minnesota Vikings. He only finished the game with four tackles. And when you think about the impact that he had and how often his name was said and how often he was involved in a play, that's what I mean by his game isn't going to reflect in the box score. He had a huge sack, and he was consistently the one getting the most pressure on Will Levis. He was constantly in Will Levis's face, and he had the pressure on Levis that forced a bad throw that resulted in Antoine Winfield Jr.'s interception. So Devin White really looked like a rejuvenated player, looked like an energetic and, and re-energized player compared to what we've seen over the course of the last five, six, seven weeks with Devin White. So he deserves a special shout-out. He deserves a game ball for this one. And for those that may not have seen the broadcast, something that they talked about the defense doing, usually they watch and they break down film within their positions. After the Houston game, they sat down and they watched the film and broke it down as a unit, as an entire defensive unit. And Todd Bowles opened up the floor and said, any player that wants to say anything, do so. They were able to speak with each other, talk some things out, point some things out, and really work together to start to get this, this defense back on track, and it worked. This was only the second time this season that the defense didn't allow a touchdown. It was their fewest points allowed this season, beating out the nine that they allowed against the New Orleans Saints in week four. So a huge turnaround for the defense. Let's go ahead and get some of your guys' game balls. We got Paul a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, says game balls, Mike, Baker, Rashad, Vita, and Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, game ball to Cody Malk. Uh, great job against Simmons today. That's from Ward Burns in the chat. I did see, I'm, I'm 99% sure, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it Malk running side-by-side -side with Rashad White on that screen all the way down to the end zone? I think it was. I think we saw those beautiful flowing red locks of Cody Malks. Um, We got Mike in the chat saying game balls go to Mike Evans, Vita Vea, and Todd Bowles. A nice shout out to Todd Bowles. Of course, you know, you can't credit the defense without crediting Bowles and, and what he was able to help this defense do in the turnaround. Who knows? This game might just have saved Todd Bowles' job if the Bucs are able to start to string together some things like I've mentioned. Uh, it starts with the 49ers. Again, not real confident in that one, but it's after that 49ers game that things can really open up and get, you know, start to come together for the Bucs. Uh, last one here, Demon Hunter in the chat. Mike Evans' end of season final stat line is going to be 1,357 yards and 15 touchdowns. Mark that one down in the books as the Demon Hunter bold prediction. So, uh, David in the chat, I, I can't show it because you used a bad word, uh, but he says, Yes, it was Cody Mauk that was escorting Rashad White for, uh, for the touchdown. And uh, with that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Make sure you are coming back and checking out David's reaction to this episode on or this game on tomorrow's episode. And don't forget 
to uh, become a Locked On Bucks insider, go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks to sign up. You guys will get, you know, we can have game day conversations, one-on-one conversations, all via text message. I'll be sending out news. I'll be sending out insights, all stuff that will be exclusive to subtext that you're not going to find on the show. And, of course, there will be bonus draft coverage, bonus game coverage, bonus free agency frenzy stuff all over there for the Locked On Bucks insiders. Uh, check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and follow David at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding victory Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be right back. 